scripture, which is found on page 1514 in the Pew Bibles, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. <clears throat> Hear the word of God. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated. Way back in 1898, I think was the year, there was a man, I believe his name was George Wiley. It might have been Williams. I can't remember now. You can probably look it up. He was charged with robbing the U.S. mail. He did a number of other crimes, but it was all involved with the U.S. mail. And he was sentenced to death by hanging. And there were people that supported him that wanted to help him. And so they rallied together and they went to President Jackson. And they said to him, we want to have him pardoned. And now that I say Jackson, I think I got the year wrong. Because I know Jackson wasn't president in 1898. It might have been like 1848. But anyway, regardless, it was a long time ago. But they went to him and, and Jackson gave him a pardon. Said he's not going to die. He was still going to be in prison but he wasn't going to die. The pardon was for the death penalty. And so the sheriff's standing here reading this, and he says to the prisoner, you're not going to die. You've been pardoned. He goes, I don't want that. I want to die. And the sheriff was really perplexed and didn't know what to do. So eventually this thing went to the courts, and it made its way to the Supreme Court. And John Marshall was chief justice at the time, and he said... A pardon is a piece of paper. But if this man really wants to die, we can't stop him. Go through with it. So this man was hung for his crimes while a piece of paper saying that he shouldn't be hung was sitting on the sheriff's desk. Changed the U.S. law forever. But one thing we can learn from that, and the first thing that I want to cover today, is that no matter what pardon is given to us, no matter what gifts are given to us, no matter what we get in this life, we can still choose to deny them and ignore them and say, I don't want them. And when they come from God, he'll honor that. For example, John chapter 3. You know the verse very well. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Then it goes on to say that even those who do not believe in him condemn themselves for not believing in him. You see, it's freely given to us. But when we choose not to believe, it's not God condemning us. God has given us salvation. But when we choose not to believe, we condemn ourselves. This man in the 1800s essentially condemned himself. We don't know why, but he condemned himself and chose to be hung. So why am I telling you this? 
Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. That's a promise. When Jesus says, I will, you can be guaranteed it will happen. God never says, I will, and then not do it. He says, I will give you rest. Because his burden is easy and his yoke is light. He will give us rest for our souls. But we have a choice. And we can choose not to enter into that rest. But before we go there, what is this rest that he's talking about? Is that kicking back on a Sunday afternoon and watching football? No, that's not what he's talking about. Is it just laying in bed all day on a Sunday afternoon? No. That's not it. I know what it is. It's when you're, you're carrying a lot of boxes. Maybe you're moving or moving somebody into a dorm. That's happening this time of year. And then you just take a five-minute break and take a drink of water. Nope. That's not it either. It's not physical. His rest is not physical. Now, physical rest is absolutely important. But the rest that he's talking about is spiritual what does that mean? What is spiritual rest? Now, I don't, you don't have to raise your hand, but is there anybody out there wondering, what is spiritual rest? I wondered it for years until I asked God one time, and he, through many different ways, helped me understand it through other people, through reading, through just thoughts of my own that he put in my head. But what is it? And there's even time still that I struggle. Am I resting in you, Lord? I had a friend, a good friend, tell me here recently, a couple weeks ago, you need to rest in the Lord more. And I went, you know, you're absolutely right. It's not the first time I've heard that, because God had told me that. You can get away from it. But what is it? It's when, how's your car, Nancy? Is it working? It's when your car breaks down at 214 and 40, And you don't know what to do. You hand it to God. You pray, God, I can't do this. That's resting in God. It's when you get a diagnosis of bladder cancer, and you say, God, I can't do this. And you give it to God. That's resting in God. It's when your spouse says, you know what, I'm just not into this anymore, and they leave. You give it to God. That's resting in God. Rest in the Hebrew really means to be at peace. If we translate that word rest, it's used for rest. We translate it literally, it means to be at peace. Especially the word in Psalm 37. It could be different in other places, but in Psalm 37, the word that's used for rest, that we will find rest in, in God, means be at peace. To be at peace means I'm not going to carry this burden. It means I'm not going to worry Oh, who doesn't worry, right? Why do we worry? We'll get into that in a second. It means I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be concerned about how the outcome is going to take place. You know what it is? It's letting go of control. Whoa, now you're going too far, Pastor Phil. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't like to let go of control either. Especially when I think, oh, this will just take a few seconds. I'll just get through this and don't even think for a moment to rest in God. 
It's just a simple little problem. And an hour later, you're still working on it. Yes, even that little, I can handle this in the next few seconds. Give that to God too. Everything. He wants us to rest in him because he will give us rest for our souls, because he can carry it, because he can handle it, because he doesn't want us to have to worry about it. But when you get that diagnosis or that car breaks down or you realize that the bill is a lot higher than it used to be, run the air conditioner in the summer, electric bill goes up. We all have all kinds of problems. But when that happens, you can either panic, say, what am I going to do? Which is what most of us do originally, first thing. And then we hand it to God. But when we don't hand it to God, God's not saying, hey, give it to me. No, God's standing there and waiting for the moment that we do give it to him, and then he takes it. And what happens? You all know you feel better because you have rest. Don't you feel better after taking a five-minute break, after carrying a bunch of boxes, drinking a little bit of water, sitting down, letting your legs relax a little bit? Physical rest, we all know what it feels like. We go to sleep at night. We get up hopefully feeling refreshed. We know what that feels like. You get really tired, go to sleep, you wake up feeling refreshed. Spiritual rest is the same way. Our emotions just get so frazzled. I once had a friend tell me, I feel like this, handed me a piece of paper and there's just a bunch of squiggly lines all over it. I said, yeah, I understand that. You need rest. You need to rest in the Lord. Because that's what our minds feel like sometimes, just a bunch of lines going all over the place. It's as simple as giving it to the Lord. Jesus didn't say, come to me and we'll have a counseling session and I'll explain why you're going wrong. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Did you get that? It's not on us. It's on him. If we just simply pick it up and hand it to him, he takes it and we find rest. But if we try to hold on to it, we try to control it, that's like saying, that's like that guy saying, I just want to die and you can't hang me. Because you're saying, I'm holding on to this. When God's saying, give it to me. Do you know what I'm saying? So we need to give control to God in order to rest. That's the first thing. Second thing we need to do. Listen, oh boy, you, you, it's really, what'd you hear when you do that? <laughs> if we all ought to try that sometime, it really enhances your hearing. Anyway, what I'm saying is we need to listen to God. Okay, here we go. The whole listen to God thing. We talked about this earlier this year. Um, Ian and I did a um, workshop on this in April on hearing God's voice. If I ask people, do you hear God speak? I'll usually get sometimes, or I'll get no. Sometimes, but it's rare, I get, oh yes, I hear him all the time. But the truth is, we do hear him all the time. He is constantly speaking to us. The problem is, 
we're not listening. We can't find rest in God unless we're listening to his voice and doing what he asks. How do I know? Has anybody in here ever had a gut feeling? I just feel like something's telling me. You know what I'm saying? We've all had that. You know what that is? That's the voice of the Lord speaking to you. We're not as smart and wonderful people as we like to think we are. We're really pretty complicated and broken. So God, knowing this, will speak the truth to us if we listen and we say, oh, well, I should do this. I should not worry. I should pray. Whatever it may be, that is God speaking to you. So yes, we're hearing his voice, but are we listening to his voice? That song we sang before the message began, Be Still and Know. I believe it's on one of these. Yeah, right there, Psalm 4610, Be Still and Know That I Am God. Basically means to listen and not talk for just a moment. Now, you're not going to hear an audible voice like you're hearing my voice. You may, you may, but most likely you're not. But what you're going to get is there's going to be some thoughts start to form in your mind. And those thoughts are going to be guiding you. Or it could be as simple as calming you. It can be doing many different things. Whatever you need in that moment, God knows. But that's the Lord speaking. And he wants us to be still, be at peace, be at rest, and trust in him in all ways. Why does he want this, though? What good is it for him? It does nothing for God. It does for us. It eases our mind so that we're not all over the place, like a squiggly line. We're calm. And you might say, oh, well, you don't know my mind. No, but I know mine, and I know what you're going through because I'm human too. We all go through it. And I know from experience, and I'm telling you, that when you do be still, you do listen, you do trust, and you let go of control, you will find rest in him. It is possible for every single person hearing my voice right now, it is possible for you to find rest in God. But the only time it's not possible is when you don't want it. And you say, well, I do want it, but I don't know how to get it. Okay, you pass the first test. You want it. Now, God will help you to understand how to get it. And let me tell you, you don't just get it, and then you're good for the rest of your life. No. This is a daily thing. And if not daily, then weekly. And if not weekly, then monthly. But his goal is to get it to be daily. He'll work with you where you are. If you've never found rest in God, he'll start with you today. If you do it whenever you think about it, he'll start with you right there. If you do it daily, he'll try to get you to do it hourly. He wants you to grow in him to know how he wants you to interact with him. And part of that is rest. And once you have it, and once you experience it, you're never going to want to not have it. And you'll know when you don't have it, and you'll stop, 
Not because you're thinking of it, but because you are so in tune to giving it to him that the Holy Spirit's going to be saying, hey, it's time to rest. And you'll stop and you'll say, God, here it is. Change your life. Guaranteed. It will change your life. It'll change your prayer life. It'll change your relationships. It'll change your outlook on life. It'll change your worldview. It'll change everything about you. Because we're talking about the Almighty God here. You know, if I were to go to Kyle and say, hey, Kyle, help me rest, Kyle might be doing great at it. He works with little kids all the time. He could probably handle me, okay? But I'm only going to get so much from Kyle. No offense, Kyle. You know, I could go to Dave and say the same thing. Dave, help me rest. And he could get me so far. I could come to any of you. But when I go to God, I'm going to be going back to Kyle and back to Dave and then to Christy. And I'm going to go to everybody and say, hey, you got to find this rest that God has given me. Because it's contagious. And you're going to want it. So no matter where you are right now in your rest with God, if you're just hearing about it for the first time, or yeah, yeah, I know, it's, it's almost lunchtime, get on with this message. Wherever you are, God wants to take you further, okay? He wants to take you further because we can never be fully where he wants us to be, but he's going to continue to take us there each and every day if we're willing. But we can't be like George from the 1800s and say, I don't want that. Find rest in him. You will be glad you did. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, wow, thank you for taking our burdens. Wow, just to think of what you do, how amazing you are, and how easy it is for you to just take these things that weigh us down and seemingly destroy us. Thank you for taking them. Now, don't let us take them back. Speak to us every day and remind us to rest in you. Help us to renew our minds so that we understand what rest is, that it's beyond physical, that it is spiritual. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this rest, and may we find it in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.